This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Like nothing you have ever heard before. It's a tough room. It's the place to be. Thrive to survive. It's Taz. It's the Moose. It's CBS Sports Radio. One, two. You know it's every day. Moose and Taz be paving the way. Talking about every sport. You know that they never missing a play. From the NBA to the NFL to college games. They always bring in the knowledge. Nobody ever can try to go stop it. Only be talking the truth. Only be talking the truth. Hey, you know it's Taz and Moose. You know it's Taz and Moose. Hey. All right, it is Taz and the Moose with you here on this Monday morning on CBS Sports Radio as we come to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. Uh, you've got Mike and Pete across the way. Andrew, with your updates as we're down to our final hours. We roll right up until 9 a.m. Eastern time. Let's get to it. Here we go, the three. It is now time for the three. We get you caught up on the three biggest headlines of the day with Taz and the Moose. Number one. Astros take all three in Washington, lead series three to two. Yeah, Taz, what a collapse. I mean, honestly, what a collapse. I was proud as a peacock of my Nats on Friday morning last time we spoke, and little did I know that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night, the Astros would be alive and well. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy. Crazy. The Astros went in three straight down in Washington, D.C., uh, in front of the Nat fans um, and uh, now lead three games to two, going back home. They're the overwhelming favorite. Verlander on the mound, Strasburg for a game six on Tuesday night. We'll see if there's a game seven. Dave Martinez telling his team he believes that there'll be a seventh game. We'll see them on Wednesday night. Maybe maybe the Nats need to go through this kind of duress in order to win their first World Series. Taz, the last ultimate challenge in taking down the Astros. I'm trying to be positive, Taz, on this Monday morning. Uh, As a Washington fan, I'm trying to be positive and avoid the topic of what looks like an absolute locomotive in the Astros rolling downhill. When Alvarez is hitting home runs, who couldn't, you basically couldn't hit his way off a paper bag against the Yankees. That's when you know, you know what? The luck has turned. It's an Astros World Series. Yeah, no, this is, I mean, I think they're done. I mean, the Nats are Dunsky, and they're gonna a Lone Star State. They're gonna be celebrating. Be a parade, right? It's gonna get me in Texas, not in D, not in the District of Columbia, uh, which is Washington D.C. If you didn't know what that meant, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, you know what? I just think that that they ran out of gas here. It's obvious to lose, drop three in a row at home, uh, and and for your your bats to go this cold for the Nationals, they get four hits yesterday. I know how great Cole is. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he was on seven innings. He had like nine or ten strikeouts. He looked great. He had 110 pitches. Dude, he was throwing 110 pitches. He was still in the, in the mid, uh, what, the high 90s, right? Yeah. He was still throwing gas. 
So, you know, I mean, they guys couldn't hit the ball. It no, hits. I could not do much of anything. When they had an opportunity, down 2-1, first and third, nobody out. Strikeout, double play, ended that threat. Then you get the Correa home run to make it 4-0. The solo blast by Soto. And then you get uh, three runs tacked on, two and one, um, for the uh, for the Houston Astros as they lengthened out that lead and what turned into a 7-1 victory, Taz, as they have complete command of the series right now. And uh, we'll see if Washington's got enough. The one thing that you give them, the one thing you hold out hope for is that Scherzer, as we discussed earlier in the show, who was unable to pitch last night dealing with the, what was it, neck spasms? Neck spasms, yeah. Right, dealing with neck spasms, that Scherzer, who wasn't uh, not able to pitch, maybe he is over those to pitch in a game seven, and that you've got Strasburg for game six, um, and Strasburg can get you to a seventh game with Scherzer on the mound. Maybe you have hope for that. I mean, yeah, I, mean, well, I think that's basically about it. I think... Um, I think you're right. I think though, but if you're if you are the uh, if you're the Nats, you you can't obviously you know, and I get your point, but you can't put the cart ahead of the horse. You got to worry about winning tomorrow, you yes, know, true. and it's going to be an ambitious task for the Washington Nationals. Because momentum is definitely not on their side. They had momentum throughout the postseason, coming out of the wild card, all this great stuff, and everybody's like, oh my god, they're shocking the world, blah 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 blah. Yeah, but they're running out of gas now. You know, that, that like that 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 ended. And now it seems that the momentum's back on the side of the team that's been the most one of the more dominant teams throughout the whole Major League Baseball season in the Houston Astros. So, you know, that victory last night, that seven one win was uh was the real deal. And, and and these wins have been convincingly wins, you know, that oh. that, that, that the Astros have been putting on the Nats. Oh, they've been laying it on Taz. Yeah. And every, the road team has won each and every game of this series. The Nats would have to make a little baseball history uh, because they would have to win both games on the road to where home field advantage meant nothing in the World Series. No team in baseball has ever done that. Mm. There's never been a series in which the road team won each and every game of a respective World Series. So uh, can the Nats pull off a little bit of history? Right now it looks like a long shot, but I'd say Friday morning it looked like the Strohs were done. Yeah, And now all of a sudden the Strohs are alive and well. Maybe there will be another twist to this story from – from a Nationals perspective, but they're going to have to score early, Taz. They're going to have to take that crowd out of it. Strasburg's going to have to be utterly and completely brilliant. And, you know, besides Dave Martinez telling his team what he, you know, that there will be a Game 7, what exact message? Because they're smart guys. They understand. You know, they had they probably thought they were going to end that series down in Washington. Um, you know, they had won eight straight, 18 of 20, 20 of 22. Uh, now you look at it. What do you think Dave Martinez tells his team getting set for a game six? Uh, he's got to try to stay as positive as possible. It's hard. He's got to just try to pick them up and just say, listen, we, we, we're here. This is it. We got we got to leave it all on the field. We got to go to Houston. We got to leave it all out there. We got to leave it all on the field at Minute Maid Park. We cannot play games. We got to be, you, you got to put, you know, you, you know what on the table. I mean, it's got to, it's got to go. We got to go. We got to go hard and we got to go 150 miles an hour and we can't, Sit back. This is it. Just do or die. You know they got to win. They got to get some momentum. If they're the if you're the Nationals, and I don't think they're gonna. I just don't think. I don't think they're gonna. I think right now the momentum heavily is on the side of the home team, which is gonna be the Houston Astros. Um, yeah, this thing's done. By the way, opinion. I thought of you, and we'll get to the second uh, topic here momentarily. But I thought of you when I heard when I saw the Ken Rosenthal tweet of the Mets bombshell mystery candidate. I didn't see this. When was this? Now, there was wide-ranging speculation. It came down yesterday. Why didn't you tell me? No, no. Well, I was. I should have told uh-huh. you. Uh-huh. I wanted to. I, uh-huh. But the Mets bombshell mystery candidate. People speculated, hey, 
Maybe it's AJ Hinch, mm. right? People speculated, hey, maybe it's, you know, maybe, you know, I threw the name Jim Leland out there. Someone said maybe Tony LaRussa, who oh. was working as a special advisor to Dave Dombrowski up there in Boston. Mm. The Mets mystery candidate. Hold on, you know the mystery candidate? Yeah, Rosenthal reported it. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, no. Yeah, you say it. Pat oh. Murphy, oh. Milwaukee Brewers bench coach. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. That was the that was the mystery, as some said, bombshell candidate. Was oh Pat Murphy, God. the bench coach for the Milwaukee Brewers. Used to coach. <laughs> oh my God. Would you exactly say that's a bombshell though? No. Who told somebody that said this is a bombshell candidate? Uh, and it, and I'm not trying to insult Pat Murphy, all of 60 years of age. He used to coach the Golden Dover, Domers collegially at Notre Dame. He's been around baseball for 30 oh years. God. But how is that a bombshell candidate? The great Pat Murphy. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I mean, come on, Taz. I mean, I, someone, I, someone told somebody, that, we got a bombshell for you. Nobody's thinking about him. Nobody's thinking Someone told me, who the hell is Pat Murphy? I, I didn't know who he was. <laughs> what, Oliver Mamalo wasn't available? He's the bench coach for the Cardinals. Random. But I thought about Jeff Jimmy. Albert wasn't available? We threw that out there, remember? And I said, you know what would be a good bombshell candidate? Taz. Imagine Taz coming in. I tell you, I think I have Stepping a, in. You'd I, give a hell of a pressure, I'll tell you that. I, oh, I, oh, I cut Walk a promo. in, brim oh. down. Oh. Promo cut. I Freshly mean, shaved beard. Yep. Oh, yeah. Tightened up for sure. Right. I'd wear a suit. Right. I'd tell you have what, that number 13 jersey I on. Would, well, actually, I wouldn't in the dugout. Just a little <laughs> different. I'd have a 13. My jersey on would be that, but it'd be embroidered on my lapel because I'd wear a suit. <laughs> I'd be different than all these managers. I'd wear a suit like an NBA coach. Nice. I'd wear a suit in the dugout. That'd be my thing. What a bow tie. Put a bow tie. For those listening early. <laughs> That's what I would wear. Uh, all orange. Uh, all orange, yeah. Right. Hopefully I'm going to the Astros. I don't think I'm going to the Astros. Or, so, or the Tigers. They have some orange. Mets too. have not named a manager yet, the but they're bombshell candidates. I, I have I do have probably more managerial head coaching experience at a travel ball level. Yeah. <laughs> when my son was younger. Um so I'll I can just bring my guys in, Danny Porciello, Joe, Joe Mafatano, all my coaches, my staff I had. Nice. I bring them all in. The guy that wanted to go up to Albany to play so yeah. he can run to Saratoga? <laughs> yes, exactly. Really committed Quality to guys. the job. I got a tip on the third on a made-in special weight, 85 grand. He's 12 to 1 on the morning line. I'm heading up north. We're playing We're playing the Jersey Mustangs. Don't worry, the kids will be fine. <laughs> What about Danny Jr.? Just give him a ride. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Danny. See you, man. about Danny uh, Jr.? <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Uh, that's funny. All right. Pat Murphy. Right. Number Murphy. two. J.J. Watt out for the year hold after up. tearing muscle and right. chest against the Raiders. Okay, hold on. Before we talk about J.J. Watt. So, are you, I understand what Rosenthal, Rosenthal put out the tweet, the Pat Murphy. I just, got, just to button this up. Your sources, SNY Jones, you got all the Matt people. They're not going with this guy, are No, they? I don't think so. No. I think it's a long shot. From my understanding, it's a long shot. I, I think the uh, the three big names of Bogart, Perez, and Beltron, yeah. I think you put them in any order. I, they have not made a decision as of yet. You've gotten conflicting reports about who's exactly leading the way. Brody Van Wagen has basically told the organization he doesn't want any information getting out. So he's running it. He'll present the oh. candidate to ownership. They have to improve it. Reportedly, ownership's gotten more involved over the last three or four days. 
But I, I would be surprised if it's not one of those three guys. All right. Watch Pat Murphy get introduced on Wednesday. Oh, my God. Knowing my luck and the way oh, my picks have been going as of lately. I hope not. The new Mets manager, Pat Murphy. <laughs> Dude, I. And then we could have a memory lane where Biseglia will put this together. It'll be long and drawn out as memory lanes How about are. about Daniel Murphy? He used to be a hell of a Met. The Nats, where's he? He's not the Nats. Right. They should just have a whole staff of Murphys. Just Murphys. Bob Murphy was the great play-by-play man. He was. Yes. Bunch of Murphys. All right. J.J. Watt. Done for the year if you're a Texan fan. You win the game yesterday. You come back on the Oakland Raiders at home. Uh, Watson's a stud. You've dealt with some injuries and certainly on offense. Now you lose a big player on that defense in Watt. Who's having a pretty good year, Taz. Now he is done for the year. And now three of the last four years, he's not been able to play 16 games. This time due to a torn pec. Yeah, it's a big deal. Pec injury, tear a pec, massive muscle in your, it's your chest. It's your pectoral muscles, one half of your one of your chest muscles. You have two pecs. Most people do anyway. Um, <laughs> so that's a big tear. That's a big, big muscle tear. This is a guy in J.J. Watt who's a big human. He's a big person. He's not a rookie. He's, he's not, not a young guy, I should say. And he's been banged up a lot. He's had a litany of injuries throughout his career. Um, you know, from knee issues to a dislocated elbow years ago to he had an ab issue. He had a, he had a, uh, a herniated disc in his back, a couple of back issues, too. So, I mean, you know, he's and, and as this past January, he had a knee strain grade one. So when he had minor surgery on it, he had a scope on it. So when it's, you know, and now he tears a pec. So he's had a lot of he's been banged up a lot, this guy, you know, and I hope he can come back for this, but it's going to be tough. Going to be tough, and um, the one thing you can't count on is um, is him being able to stay healthy because he just doesn't. And for the Texans, obviously, defensively, you lose a, lose a big player on that side of the yeah. football here moving forward. Number three. Joe Flacco takes a blowtorch to the coaching staff. Uh, he does, and if you missed it, here he is. Here's Flacco. Tough loss yesterday. Uh, for the Denver Broncos in Indy, last second yard, uh, last second field goal by Adam Vinatieri from 51 yards out to win it for the Colts. Um, here is Flacco after the game. Take a listen. I just look at it like we're now a two and six football team, and we're like afraid to go for it in a two minute drill. You know, like who cares if you give the ball back to the guys with a minute and 40 seconds left? They obviously got the field goal anyway. And once again, we're a two and six football team, and it just feels like we're kind of afraid to lose a game. Uh, it's third and five at the end of the game. Um, you know, it's who cares if they have a timeout there at the end or not. You know, getting in field goal range isn't that tough. Uh, you know, so you're just putting your defense in these bad situations. And um, I just felt like, what do we have to lose? Like, why can't we be aggressive in some of these situations? That's kind of how I feel about a lot of the game today. Because your coach doesn't believe in you, Joe. That's why. That's a good point. That's the reason. Well, that is, that probably is the reason. But... You know, he, he, he's not wrong, Taz. He no. just can't be saying it to the media no. after the game. Bad look. It's bad. It's bad, you know. And Fangio's been around a long time. And you get you can't out the guy like that. I mean, unless something happened behind the scenes. We were saying this earlier. Unless something happened with Flacco and the coaches. Look, if he's saying, like I said earlier, if he's saying this publicly, Flacco, and he's burying his coaches like this, Lord knows what he said in that locker room behind the closed doors. He must have. They must have had a blow up. Oh they, I would God. assume they went at each other. You know. Well, and also Taz, what it shows you is a guy that sees the writing on the wall. If he was right. twenty eight years of age and was the guy in Denver, would he ever been saying that? He'd no. never say it. In the no. Room, right. Did you you picture a co- uh, I'm sorry. A player saying this about about Bill Belichick. No. Could you imagine that? No. He got no. off the team in two seconds, no. including Brady. No, he never. They never. No, they'd never say it. And no. that's. 
And the, they understand that going in, it's got to be the you know the Belichick way. It certainly is. Um, you know, it's frustrating if you're the Denver Broncos. That's a tough loss. It certainly is. But Flacco also, as we pointed out, you mentioned it, Taz. Flacco has not exactly lit the league up on fire. I mean, he's been terrible. Stink fest. He's got six touchdown passes in eight games. Horrible. That's not good. They just traded Emmanuel Sanders to the 49ers, who starred yesterday as they thrashed the Carolina Panthers. So there you have it. Your three big headlines here on this Monday morning. Flacco speaking out against uh, the lack of aggression for his uh, Broncos staff late in the game in a loss against Indianapolis. Watt done for the year, torn peck. And the Nats have collapsed, and the Astros have gained momentum, lead the series three games to two as that series heads back to Houston in the Fall Classic for Game 6 on Tuesday night. It's Taz and the Moose with you here on this Monday morning right here, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, it's an NFL on CBS doubleheader as the Colts try to silence the Steelers in Pittsburgh or Tennessee clashes with Carolina, followed by Rodgers and the Packers headed out west to battle the Chargers. It all begins with JB and the guys on the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, only on CBS. And Taz, John from Orange shot me a text, wanted you to know uh, he's got a 20-inch neck, so he's out on a bow tie as well. So John's no, got, he's got twenty-inch neck, John. <laughs> man, he's a big man, huh? Yeah, twenty-inch neck. So uh, no, no bow tie for him. No bow tie for for John from Orange. Under sixteen. Do you have a pencil neck or a neck like a stack of dimes? <laughs> oh, Andrew just walked in. Um, then, <laughs> then you can't wear the bow tie. Yeah, you caught me in the middle of eating a protein bar, but I don't care. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. or if you're like you know a researcher, researcher. Yeah, like you're a medical researcher. Don't you? I, I the one thing about it, I always feel when I walked into a doctor's office and he's wearing a bow tie, I feel like he's a little bit more studious. No, I feel like I feel he's a, a he's little an, bit more no. comfortable. <clears throat> Excuse me, I feel like he's an egomaniac. It's about him. He wants people to see the bow tie. I feel a little bit more comfortable. Do you feel more comfortable walking into a doctor's office and the guy's wearing a grease stained shirt? No, my my guy, my doc, he was wears black t-shirts, plain t-shirts. Oh, that's that's nice. what he wears. Just black. He wears all black, black schmock, everything. Oh, nice. There you go. A little more of a deeper feel, a little more of an intense type of medical yes. field. Yeah, you know? I got you. Yeah, you don't go with the white. Everybody does the white, right? But yeah, no, no, the bow tie thing with a doctor. Yeah, I'm a little. I'm put me myself. I'm putting a little bit more of a comfort zone. Really, I, I like I said before I feel he like checks I, the prostate. I feel like a bow tie. Now hold on, the prostate thing. Here's the thing with that. <laughs> And there are other ways around that besides Finger Jones. I mean, can't you just get like, isn't it? They just they could do your blood too and your urine, I believe, and they could check your levels you for your blood. So you want to hear you want to hear a funny story? I do. All right. So here we go. So I had a you know you have your yearly checkup. Yeah, I have I, to go soon. So I had my yearly checkup, right? right? And part of the yearly checkup is the check of the pro, a check of the prostate. Oh, my doctor's female. Oh, right. So did everything was a okay with the prostate? There was nothing sexual in the doctor's office, Taz. All right, so everything was okay was. with the prostate. All right, so my wife and I, right, maybe five weeks later, we have a Saturday night. Uh, mother-in-law is watching the kids. Yeah, we go to this place, Half Full Brewery in Stanford, Connecticut. All right, I like a nice spot. Beer is good. Walk into the brewery. Oh no, who's sitting at the bar? This my doctor, you, the woman you had the relationship with. My doctor. <laughs> And the first thing, piece. the first thing I thought about was the fact that, yes, 
Yeah, that's tough. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, dude. That had to be. And your wife knows this doctor, obviously. Yes, yes, she goes to her too. Yes, it's the family doctor. So she sees you. She's like, "Hey, Mark, how are you?" Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> hey, remember you went yeah. last week? That's what your dinner. face looks like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> you didn't have any pizza, right? <laughs> right. But That's what I'm thinking about. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but the, I've been her, told her boyfriend's though. a big sports fan. We're talking sports. I think we were talking a little bit about. He's a he was a big Texas fan. We're talking about Texas Longhorn football. Oh, boy. Talked a little uh, baseball as well. She's Longhorns a, had to be oh, the Longhorns. She's huh? a Patriot oh, fan. We were talking yeah. Tom Brady and Belichick and this and that. Oh yeah, and that it was felt a little for the first time. It felt a little awkward. Yeah, you, you probably it was a little strange. Did you say to the boyfriend, "Hey, you know, uh, did she tell you? Did <laughs> Peggy tell you I was at the office?" <laughs> Peggy. Dr. Peggy. Right. Can I get another beer? By the way, uh, your girlfriend gave me a prostate exam. <laughs> I have a line. I won't say it. <laughs> but, okay, so let me ask you though with that. Like, is this the first time you've had this? No, no, no. No. I'm, they no. say what age is supposed to 40. start? Yeah. They're both, I've had 35. Oh. I think it's yeah. a lot. Uh, I, yeah. I, I started at 40. I could have sworn. I've been told that you can get it. There's a way to have that check to, like, through... Blood. Yes. And, and like the, oh, there the levels. Yeah. yeah. I don't know which one is tells you quicker. I don't but know. yeah, there is a blood test now that you can take. I've done it. No, that. but I've done yeah. that the past few years. I haven't Oh, you haven't had no. you haven't had the procedure. No, I haven't. But I've had the blood I've always been told my levels are fine, you know, but I, maybe I'm getting bad information. I doubt it. My doctor's been around for a long time. Yeah, no, no, I've heard I've heard the same You've thing. You've heard that too, yes. right? Yeah. There's some some I mean, I don't know if they have to test specifically for that, but there is something that would be, uh, some count that would be high in right, your blood correct. if you had an issue there. Correct, yes. right. That's exactly, that's what I was told, what you just said. I got, maybe I gotta look that up. Whatever I think about the prostate exam, I think, you ever see the movie Fletch with Chevy Chase? Uh, yes, a long time ago, yeah. Yeah, there's a great prostate exam scene in there. Moon River! Yes. <laughs> Using the how long did it take? How long did it take, though? How long did it take when you when, when Peggy did it? Well, it's quick. Dim the lights. What do you think it's... What do you think? No, She's lighting candles. Candle. Oh, I'm just asking. A small it's talk it's first. very quick. Do you lay on the side? Do you lay in your... Does she say... I mean, what, is, what position? What? I'm going to do nothing wrong. What do you mean? What? You, you so spread the legs and you lean over. No. Spreading legs? Really? Yes. Wow. I think I was laying on my side. Uh, I didn't. No. I did I've, not go. Here we go. Well, is it is it different because... She, your doctor's female? I mean, is that different? No, I think if it was a male doctor, I think it would be just the same. It might be more uncomfortable. I think it would be uh, It had nothing to do with female or male. It was the fact that, <laughs> well, I don't know, someone's <laughs> doing nothing that. to do with that. Yeah. I mean, whatever, you know, for me, I mean, I don't know. What? I guess I'll stick to the blood test I got going I on. would, yeah. I didn't even know about the blood test. Uh, now that's something to look into later on down the line. But I bet you Peggy would tell you, no, no, the best way is this way. By the way, my wife and kids are listening right now. Good morning, <laughs> Donna, Jackson, Gregory, and Paul. Hopefully you enjoyed the conversation. And yeah, they probably probably went to the Mickey Mouse yeah, channel. Kids I Bob Radio. At this point. <laughs> I thought it was a couple at the bar talking about the Longhorns. Have a good breakfast. Uh, what's going on, Bogus? How are you? Guys, after two straight losses at home, the Nationals <laughs> at least had Max Scherzer starting Game 5 of the World Series last night until he woke up with a nerve issue in his neck. So Joe Ross went instead. He was fine, except for giving up two run homers to Jordan Alvarez and Carlos Correa. 
The Astros won their third in a row, 7-1, and Garrett Cole bounced back from his bad game one. Resiliency is a great word. I think this club demonstrates that trait, um, and we've demonstrated that trait throughout the whole year. Cole allowed just a run on three hits with nine Ks over seven, and now Justin Verlander starts game six tomorrow night at Houston. Steven Strasburg scheduled for Washington. The Packers raised to a 14-0 lead less than an arrowhead, but then were down 17-14 at halftime, then even with the Chiefs in the fourth quarter. Then they won 31-24. Aaron Rodgers' team is now 7-1. and well, I think we've found a way to win. You know, it hasn't been prettiest the entire time. There have been some pretty moments, though. But I think... Uh, We've given a lot of guys confidence. Last night, it was running back Aaron Jones, 67 rushing yards, seven catches for 159 and two scores, including the winning 67-yard connection midway through the fourth quarter. The Texans won yesterday, 27-24 over the Raiders, but they lost J.J. Watt to a season-ending torn peck. It's the third time in four seasons he has done early with an injury. The Patriots and Niners still unbeaten. New England handled Cleveland 27-13. San Francisco smacked Carolina 51-13. Kyle Allen was 4-0, replacing the injured Cam Newton. He hadn't thrown a pick, then had three, and was sacked seven times yesterday. Football, man. So that's not always going to go your way. Niners running back Tevin Coleman scored four touchdowns. The 51 points, the Niners most since 1993. Hey, did you see this about LeBron James had to leave his house? I did see that. Yes. You got into it? Couldn't find a hotel room. Really? Yeah. Wow. Finally did. Yeah. Well, for people that don't know me. Yeah. Tom well, there's there's sure, fires in, the, uh, in wine country. I didn't think they were that far south, but I guess now there's... Mandatory evacuations. Uh, this is all after a 120-101 win over the Hornets. LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Dwight Howard all played well in that game. I just segued right back to sports. Yeah. You are a stud. You are just a great computer. Well, and he tweeted a thank you to all the first responders out there in California. Helicopters are out there trying to create a line by, uh, by dumping water left and right. I mean, it's just a terrible Homes Horrible. are being destroyed. Yep. Lives are lost. Uh, it's just awful out there in California. And there's right almost now. nothing you can do no. to stop them in the first place. And then once they get burning, it's, it's ridiculous. Just, right. It's just, it's it's horrific. It's horrible. It really, it really is. is. So, yeah. So he had to evacuate his family. He said, uh, I think he tweeted out basically praying for all those and all those others in their area that they're safe and sound and thanked all the first responders and the like. But yes, he had to evacuate his home. Uh, Tiger Woods tying Sam Snead for most PGA Tour wins at 82. Tiger, a three-shot win over Hideki Matsuyama in Japan. LSU and Alabama flip-flopping atop the AP college football poll, so the Tigers will be number one when they meet in Tuscaloosa on November 9th. There's only two points between them, the smallest margin between one and two since Florida State and Auburn back in October of 2014. Pete's Islanders on a seven-game win streak, five three winners over the Flyers last night. And the North Carolina Courage beat the Chicago Red Stars 4-zip to win their second consecutive National Women's Soccer League title. Guys, back to you. Uh, All right. Uh, thank you, Andrew. We did talk a lot of thanks. college this morning at Taz, but we got to mention a couple of things that transpired. Well, it's Monday. On, well, and, well <laughs> you got to talk about a couple of things that transpired on Saturday that was. Number one, what a brutal loss for Oklahoma. Um, oh. in, on the road in State, Kansas yeah, State, yeah, yeah. that Oklahoma, old Oklahoma defense finally showed up and reared its ugly head. I mean, yeah. Jalen Hurts can only do so much offensively, and they did rally. And I think they got the call right late on the onside kick. Me I do too. think that was tipped 
right before it got to it the was. ten yard mark. Definitely so was. Yeah. Uh, you know, so they did get that call right. Originally called at Oklahoma recovery down seven at that stage. They end up losing the game 48-41. But, I mean, at one point in time, it was what? I mean, 41-23 or 48-23. They were down 25 points before they came rallying back. That's a brutal loss for Oklahoma. And you got to give Harbaugh and Michigan a lot of credit for finally showing up against a good team in the rain, at home, against the Irish, and they destroyed Notre Dame on Saturday night. I was a little disappointed. I thought it was going to be a game. I was looking forward to a game between these two, old-school rivals and – with the Irish and the Wolverines, uh-uh, didn't happen to your point. Uh, Harbaugh had the uh, go blue, locked and loaded in Ann Arbor, and uh, sold out as usual big house in the rain, as you said, and uh, big win, 45-14. They beat the dog you-know-what out of the Irish. They really did. I mean, and, and Michigan came in ranked 19th when Notre Dame was ranked 8th. That's obviously going to change, so... Um, well, I didn't see the new rankings. They out yet? They come out yesterday. LSU is leapfrocked Alabama is okay, number yeah. one in the land. Mm, wow. Yeah. So it's LSU right now, your top five in the country, all undefeated. LSU one, Alabama two, AP we're talking about. Ohio State is three, Clemson four, Penn State five. You took, uh, and you know, it's funny, I got I to gotta put you over because you had in, in our picks, I know we'll go over Friday, but you took Auburn over LSU. I was like, whoa, 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 because you took the points. I don't remember the spread. It was 10. It was 10, so you won on that game. Yeah, they yeah. covered late. Yeah, you got the late, late touchdown. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, because I think we had a 10. I think it would end up being a push uh, because it was a 10-point spread, 23-13. They scored the late touchdown to make it a 23-20 final. Good game. Yeah, good game. Honestly, I thought that was probably one of the more entertaining games of the day besides, you know, what transpired between, you know, Kansas State and Oklahoma because I think everyone, when when Oklahoma's up 17-7, Taz, Mm. and they're leading that game early after the first quarter, you're saying, oh, this is going to be another Oklahoma route. Hertz is going to put up basically arcade numbers, continue to cement himself as the favorite in the Heisman Trophy race, and away you go. And then all of a sudden, I mean, Oklahoma's defense played like they didn't feel like they had a football game, and Kansas State just moved the ball up and down the field. Yeah, they did. And it come out of halftime, and Kansas State, they put up 17 points in the third quarter, and, and Oklahoma put up a donut. They couldn't score, so you could see coaching-wise – that there was an adjustment made by 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 K State, but but Oklahoma they couldn't they didn't make the right adjustment. So that's a huge win for that that K State program and uh, very uh, very impressive to you know when Oklahoma went into that thing at five and and Hurts well, he had a pretty good day. He was nineteen to twenty six, three hundred ninety five yards, no interceptions, one touchdown, um, ran the ball well too. Um, yeah, you know, but defense was atrocious. Defense, defense was horrible to your point. The Sooners' defense was real bad. And Taz, that November 9th game in Tuscaloosa. Oh. Alabama LSU. I mean that that's is going to be legit. Taz, that's going to be an unbelievable game. I can't wait. I, you know what? I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait for that game. No, I'm I'm fired up about it too. I mean and no I mean I I, I like Alabama a lot. I, I respect their program. I respect Nick Saban. But I feel like and I'm just telling you this, I, and I, a buddy of mine lives down there and, and he's a huge Alabama fan and I'm like you guys haven't played anybody. And they haven't. They haven't played anyone. I, I want to see what happens when they play LSU now. November 9th. I want to see what happens when they play LSU because they have not, in my opinion, they haven't. You know, they beat up on Tennessee. They beat up on Texas A&M. You know, they beat up on Ole Miss. They, you know, uh, South Carolina they beat up on. They destroyed New Mexico State. Who they play? No, they haven't played anybody. You're right. Okay, with that being said, though, of the five undefeated teams, I know you could go a lot deeper and look at Oregon, Georgia, 
and throw Oklahoma into the mix, even with the loss this weekend. But if you look at the five undefeated teams, LSU, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Penn State, that are at the top of the rankings there. I'm not throwing Minnesota into the mix. But those five that are your <laughs> this top This is a very five, good team, by the way. That yeah, Minnesota the Golden team, Gophers they're are, good, man. Right, they're yeah. a good team, but they're not on the level. We're not, you know, we're talking about a different level right now. But Minnesota's a good team. I'm not going to take that away from them. Yeah. Um, of those five, who are, who's the team that has impressed you the most? I'd have to lean right now towards the Buckeyes, towards Ohio I'm State. I'm with you. I'd have to. They, they just beat up on a Wisconsin team that was supposed to be pretty good. They beat them 38 to seven. Destroyed them. They destroyed them. They they got a they 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 they're smoking guys in the Big Ten. They they, they smoked Nebraska. They smoked the Spartans of Michigan State. They smoked Northwestern. I mean, really, you know, uh, they 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 they're they're beating up their in conference, you know, Big Ten, you know, uh, opponents. It's impressive enough. And now, what do they got next? They got Maryland next. They're going to beat them. Then they got Rutgers. And that the real good game is going to be when they play Penn State because Penn State's strong program. Yeah, that is that is going to be a good one. Yeah, I mean, Maryland they should destroy. And then Rutgers coming off a bye week down in Piscataway, New Jersey. I mean, that's going to be that's going to be a tough matchup for the Scarlet. Knights. No doubt, no doubt. And and speaking on on Penn State, right? Because there yeah. ain't no two, as they you are. said. Look, they they're impressive. They, they are. They beat Michigan. They beat Iowa. They you know they beat Purdue. They, you know they. I I was a good program, and they beat them. You know they, they beat them. And you look at what uh, you know. You mentioned in terms of what Penn State they're sitting here at eight. No, during the course of uh, the season, and they've got at Minnesota coming up November ninth. They're off this week. A number of the team. I think of those five teams. The only team playing this week is Clemson. I think they're playing kind of. I think it's Wolford or somebody like that. But hmm. um, Penn State coming off the bye at Minnesota, Indiana at Ohio State. That closes the season at Rutgers. They're gonna get. They're gonna win in Minnesota, I believe. I think Penn State's better than Minnesota. Haven't seen Minnesota in. Per- I mean, Minnesota's a good team, but I, I think they're gonna get to that game November twenty third at Ohio State, which is gonna be an unbelievable scene. Yeah. And both of those teams are gonna be undefeated. Oh yeah, no, I, I no argument for me. I mean, you know, Georgia. You know, the Bulldogs are uh, they're six and one, right? They got yeah. one loss. They lost to South Carolina. Otherwise, I would put them. I'm a believer in which smart what he does there, Kirby, and with that program. But you know, I, I'm a little surprised they did have that loss against South Carolina. You know, I'm trying to think of the teams that you know things have. It's different, I think, than all the past years. You know, it seems like it's more of it's not a one one two team race anymore. You I know? agree with you. I think it's wide open. Yeah, I think if yeah, Taz, I, that's I, why I, I mentioned Georgia. Yeah, just, I don't disagree with you. I think there you could make an argument. I mean, there's still a path for Georgia to get there. There's still a path for Oklahoma. Even with the loss yesterday, or I should say on Saturday, um, against Kansas State for them to get there. They're going to need a little bit of help, obviously, but there's still a path to get there. And I agree with you. Clemson is not a world beater. Neither is Alabama. We've talked about Ohio State. I think this is probably, of the last three or four years, this is the most wide open this championship race is to where you can make an argument for a number, I would say probably seven, eight, nine teams that could win a national championship. And 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 You're right. And look, we talked about Michigan beating up on Notre Dame. Look at Notre Dame. I mean, everybody, we we all thought there was a chance that they were going to come in this year and do really well. They're not. They lost to Georgia. They lost to Michigan. Okay. I got to tell you, this kid, Ian Book, I, I don't think he's the QB. I, I don't think much of him watching him play. I, I don't, I, 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 there was a lot of hype before the season on, on the Fighting Irish. I'm not sold on these guys at all. That, that, to me, they're out of the picture, five and two anyway. I but, agree with you. They're done. Yeah. Yeah. The Irish are done. And Michigan, Jim Harbaugh finally got, you know, that kind of, I would say statement win. Yeah, no doubt. Got all the pressure off of his back. A big that was a big, big, big win. relief victory for Jim Harbaugh. Finally beating a good team 
and and not just beating them, destroying them, Beat them on up. Saturday yep. night. Eight five five two one two four CBS. We'll come back. We got the undercard for you. It's Taz and the Moose with you on this Monday morning CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line of the 855-212-4227, brought to you by Geico. Great news, quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico, go to geico.com, 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Time right now to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day, brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question is from Joel in Toledo. Can we fire Freddie Kitchens already? Uh, don't mm. forget, you can submit a question by going to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices, excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every single day. Um, listen, Browns have been a massive disappointment. So I can understand the frustration here with Freddie Kitchens, Taz. I think he has shown you his greenness, uh, to be kind, as an NFL head coach. I don't think – I think the team has played sloppy football. I think at times they've played selfish football. You've seen a regression in Baker Mayfield as well, lack of adjustments over the course of games too. I think you have every right to be concerned about Freddie Kitchens. Do I think he's going to get fired? I, I personally do not. Do you? Uh, no. No, I um, I don't think he's going to get fired. No, I don't want to see anyone get fired, but I don't think he's going to. I think they're going to give him – they're going to give him some time. You know, they, they, you got to give him more time. you got to give him more time. Yeah, I, you can't do that after one year. We saw the Cardinals do that, right? And the Cardinals do that, and, and it's just a bad look for the program, for the team. you got to give him time. You're right. He's green. It is, and ironically yeah. enough, the former Cardinals head coach is the defensive coordinator in Cleveland. Yeah, there you go. That's right. I mean, think about, about that. that. Yeah. So they brought him aboard uh, to be their D.C. Um, no, but I get why you're frustrated. You know, you, you looked at it, I thought the team would be a lot more dynamic offensively, Taz. And we talked about the time and the rationalization to have Kitchens here and name him the coach instead of Greg Williams was that because you were fearful the Browns were of losing Freddie Kitchens and the connection that he had with Baker Mayfield. I'll tell you, Mayfield's regressed. Oh, The God. offense oh. is regressed. I mean, he looks, he looks terrible. Oh, dude. And he... a guy that made all the accurate throws a year ago, Taz, he looks highly inaccurate as well. He... he... Could not deal with anything Belichick threw at him uh, and Mayo and Stephen Belichick with the, with the with the coaching staff defensively for the Patriots. For he could uh, Mayfield was like a deer in the headlights, dude. Any hot takes from him? Any any sarcastic sound checks from him? No, no, nothing this week. No, yeah, was, that, was, that, humble Jones. Yeah, yeah, that that went away. That will oh, as will all the commercials, Taz. That he does. Thank God. There's a lot it. of them. Yeah, now he's got, got the yeah. Dustbuster one. It changes. How many days do you think they were in that stadium recording those, taping those? Um, How many days do you think? That's three, four days, you think? Not less. Two you, days? You could do them all in two days. You think yeah. all of them in two days? I think so. There's like, like six, of, six them. of them. Yeah, you could do it all in two days. I think Maybe so. Maybe you're right. So it's quick lines. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I get it. Have I you have. do a commercial? I have not, no. I have. I know. That's what I was asking. <laughs> Love the setup. <laughs> yes. I have. I know you have. Sure. Yes. I, I, so, how long did it take you? How long were all you day? But we did a, it. Was stack of two. We had a whole. It was me and Paulie Walnuts from the Sopranos. Nice. But we we it was a long commercial, and it was we did a lot. There was trucks involved? We did it right over here, right in Brooklyn, right over in uh, like Greenpoint. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're two days it took you by the Brooklyn Navy Yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For two a days. sixty second spot. Uh, 
Or it was it was two 60s. minutes. I think it was a six. No, no, I think it was, a, it was a. What was it a trilogy? I think it was a two, sixty second spot. I think it was <laughs> a trilogy. It took all day. Okay. We got, had trailers there. They had all sorts of stuff. We had a truck with illegal goods on it. it was on the bit. We had all sorts of stuff. Did there. you have uh, Hadads, the food delivery service? There was a food delivery. I didn't have the name of the company, but uh, they right was... on the. You see them now. If you go around, like sometimes you'll see uh, where they're shooting. I don't know TV, film, commercials, what have you. Yeah. It's a specific company that's a catering company. Might have been that, my called friend. Dodds. I had my own trailer, my own, uh, what do you call it? My own Winnebago. So nice. I was good there. for you. Yeah, and Paul. then Paulie Walnuts came in. He was hanging out with me in there. We were hanging out talking one day. Nice. It was great. Oh, that's nice. a nice day. Yeah, it was a lot of it's years a, ago, though. It's a good day in the Taz household. Yeah. Well, it's it was, a fun day. Yeah, that was a Good long experience. Time. That's, but, yeah, that was a long time. That was one spot, two days. Two days, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe it was, you know, two, three days here for Baker Mayfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, here we go, the undercard. Hi. Taz and the Moose present the undercard. The stories from today's rundown that we haven't talked about on the show. Hi, Mike. Well, it was a testy weekend for the Eagles, but somehow they overcame it, got, went into Buffalo and defeated the Bills 31-13. to 13. Why right you now, bring this up? Uh, uh, it's a story we missed, Taz. Okay, so right now in the NFC East, you have the Cowboys at 4-3 and three and the Eagles at 4-4. Four and four. Who do you feel more confident in winning the NFC East? Oh, it's a segue to the NFC East to mention the uh, I think the, the Cowboys. Of the, of the Bills, that was nice. You're I'd say the Cowboys. What's the question? Eagles or Cowboys, who's winning the NFC East? Uh, this, uh, we'll take away Cowboys. the prelude from Baseglia. Prelude. <laughs> Thank you. That's what it was. There was no need to mention the. No, Buffalo there was Bills. a need. There was a need. The, the Bills game. lost. They won. You'd be proud as a peacock. You'd be walking in. You'd be dressed I, I, up of as a bison. Uh, well, yeah, we're going to go with the Bills on this question with the Eagles and Bills. The NFC East. I'm going to go. I'm sorry. What are I saying? Bills. Uh, Cowboys. I'm. I'm, I'm with you. The Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah. We're all in agreement. Dallas on this Monday morning wins the NFC East despite the Eagles' uh, season-saving victory up in Buffalo yesterday. Uh, they didn't get lucky. It's just my team played bad. And Eagles. I got to tell you, Wentz looked pretty good. Quite good. He did play well. He did. Uh, Wentz did play well, and the Eagles came away with a, a tough, hard-earned victory, but they were uh, the better team. I just want to say this. The Bills, some questionable decision-making on some of the offensive play calling really pissed me off. At one point in the third quarter, we run the ball and run the ball well. By the great McDermott? I, 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 I put more the heat on the offensive coordinator. You know, I'm not going to knock Sean McDermott. You know that. I know. He's a defensive guru. <laughs> um, I love him. But, dude, I'm just telling you, like, some of the play calling was really a little sketchy after halftime. I was a little disappointed, man, and I was very angry. And this is a team, this is a game we should have won this game. Um, Frank Gore was running the ball well, and it's like, dabble. Brian, he was at Alabama, the offensive yeah. coordinator. I don't know what the frick he was doing. He pissed me off yesterday. So. Uh, yeah, I, I thought the Eagles were just better. It's fine. I mean, the Bills are going to, I think, going to be a playoff team in the AFC. Yeah. I think you'll be a playoff team. I do. I think the defense, you got to now find a way to win this week, which I think you will. But uh, yesterday, that was a season-saving victory. The Eagles were a desperate football team going to Buffalo. They had to win that game and win the game nonetheless. See, Mike, you had to bring this game up. Yeah. All right, next. Damn it. Uh, testing, one, two. <clears throat> Chargers 17-16 win over the Bears yesterday. Chargers finally got a win in a dramatic fashion. 
the quarterback problems in Chicago, Trubisky issues, small deal, medium deal, big deal. Big deal. He stinks. Yeah, Moose on that he does. I liked him a while back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the other shoe has dropped with uh, Trubisky Jones. Yeah, now nah, I'm with him. How about Pinheiro missing a 41-yard field goal? Uh, again for these Bears. I know. I How about at the, it was as the, the Bears were decked out in their orange unis, uh, or orange tops, I should say. I like Pinheiro those. Misses, I like those as well. And then Nagy was asked, did he give any thought about maybe getting the kick closer? He said no. 41-yarder. <laughs> I don't know. 41 yards. Probably field. windy. There was windy everywhere yesterday in all these games. I didn't, I didn't see. I know uh, the there was a Pinheiro, little wind, but, but that had some. Uh, you got to make that kick if you're Eddie Pinheiro. No, 41 yards. You got to make that kick. No, I agree with you. But the quarterback issue, Trubisky's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. It's horrible. He is. He is. He is an awful quarterback. He really is. All right. That puts a nice bow on this one. Mike, good job across the way. Thanks. Pete, fantastic as always. Yeah. Andrew Bogish. Thanks, everyone. The bow tie man. Taz, good the stuff, bow man. Bow tie man. Thank you, sir. You got it. You uh, too. Good job. Okay. Thank you, brother. Right. Uh, download that podcast, radio.com, Apple Podcast, Stitcher. Uh, remember to check it out uh, wherever you get your podcasts each and every day. We always appreciate the love and the support since this show launched. Have yourself a wonderful Monday, everybody. Till tomorrow. Peace. There's got to be a 10-second runoff here. everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 